I'm the Adrenal Fatigue Recovery Ninja, and I'm really excited to welcome back for part two, uh, Jason Rosen, all the way from Amsterdam tonight to give us some more insights on the role of uh, digestive health as it relates to your adrenals and being stressed out and burnt out and, and talk about the enzymes that we talked about in part one. We'll post a link to that uh, uh, webinar in, in the link in the, in the description in this webinar. And, um, and Jason has a lot of uh, miles on his chassis, as uh, Dr. Marshall used to like to say, in right. terms of his experience with um, working with chronic conditions, people that have had uh, food, multiple food sensitivities and Lyme disease and chronic infections and neurodegeneration and scars tissue and you know just that perfect storm. So Jason, thank you so much and welcome back. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. It's really good to be back. <laughs> yeah, so just to give the listeners, if they haven't had a chance to listen to the first episode, um, we really went into um, how important uh, digestive or just enzymes are in general. And, right. uh, and so maybe give us a, just a sort of a little recap on that so that we can transition from our topic tonight, which we're going to talk about um, using enzymes in a systemic way to have a yes. deeper profound impact on, on some chronic infection. So let's just talk about um, US enzymes and, and, and the, the way that they've made these enzymes uh, with minerals and ferment, fermented and being able to get uh, whatever physiologically they're doing, which the listener may not know what they're doing. So yeah. give us a little yeah. yeah, like a good place to start is, um, well, a lot of people, when they start thinking of taking supplements and they think of enzymes, they're like, well, my body produces those. Why do I um, you know, need them? And the, one of the biggest reasons is, you know, the food supply, um, the time it takes your food to get to you, the enzymes become degraded. As soon as you start cooking something, the enzymes are shot. So in my opinion, like the probably the most important supplement to take on earth is an, is a, an enzyme unless you are really super healthy, you're able to tolerate raw food, um, fermented foods, and you can eat a really, really healthy, proper diet, then yes, then you could probably look at other things. But you know, for the rest of the 99%, 0.9% of us, um, I think enzymes are the most important um, supplement to take because we are so deficient in them. And all you have to do is really look back at um, anyone who is you know, born in you know, the 70s or earlier, like myself, um, just remember how, few people had allergies when we were in school and look how crazy the allergy problem is now. And every single um, major allergen is a protein. And the reason that we have these is we're not breaking these proteins down correctly and it's creating an autoimmune cascade. It's creating all kinds of inflammation and creating, you know, anaphylaxis and all these major problems. So um, we also know from studies that people's pancreases are getting larger generation to generation to generation because our bodies are just demanding so much enzymes from us and we just don't have them in our food and we overcook our food, we overeat protein and it's creating a massive problem. So um, to get these proteins broken down is to me like, if we could just get everyone to take a high quality digestive enzyme, I think the health problems would be massively diminished. So again, in my opinion, of course I'm biased, <laughs> but it's the most important supplement to take. If you could take one thing, I would say, you know, enzymes, you know, right behind that hydrochloric acid, if you're over, you know, age 30, 35, something like that. So um, then like you mentioned with our company, it comes down obviously to quality. Of course, no one's going to say that their product isn't the best, but um, we feel ours is, and we try to, you know, back that up as, with as many facts as we can. So 
from the source of enzymes that we use, we mostly use, like you mentioned, Dr. Rosen, uh, fermented uh, enzymes. So they um, are the cleanest form of enzymes. They uh, operate at pH of one to 12. So they can break down bonds and peptides into amino acids at all different pH ranges, uh, much better than you would see in an animal-based, which would be your pepsin or trypsin kind of um, uh, enzymes. And then even your bromelain and papain, if you can get a really good uh, fruit-based enzyme, they don't break down proteins well, but they do operate at a pH range that's a little bit higher and they are great for inflammation and things like that. And we do use them, but our primary focus is these microbial-based fermented enzymes, which are also uh, environmentally friendly. They're 100% sustainable. And, the, and they also have a component to it that it's paired with the mineral, correct? Yes, yes. So that comes, um, my business partner, Troy Opperly, who we talked about a little bit last time, just so people know, um, I love working with people that, you know, are really into and passionate about what they do. So Troy has climbed Mount Everest, you know, he's won all these crazy, you know, death march races and things like that. And he credits enzymes as being a huge factor of that. Um, and so he's massively passionate about them. We've been, we have our own factory. He's been making enzymes for clients for over 25 years. And this line is the one that he's put our name on that we sell directly to clinicians that he makes, um, you know, as best as we possibly can. That said, he also is very into subtle energy, uh, biphotonic, bioluminescence, and things like that. Um, Fritz Albert Pop's work, and he um, he know, well, enzymes desperately need minerals to transport things in and out of cells. And he took a look at the shape of an enzyme and realized that it had a shape of like a hedron. So in like a geometric form, it um, is like half of a dodecahedron, which people say is you know the foundation of sacred geometry and things like that. So when he decided which minerals we were gonna to start to pair with our enzymes to boost their effectiveness, he looked at um, minerals that shared that same shape. So um, we called it Astrozyme, which we put to test in a study to see if it actually made a difference when we paired our enzymes with it. And the, you know, the results were profound. One of the biggest things is the, um, the rate of absorption that protein went into an amino acid went up by 40%. So, like we were talking about, the faster we can get that protein broken down into an amino acid, the less problems our immune system is going to have, especially with the condition of our guts and things like that, with all the environmental toxins and things ripping our guts apart. So that was profound. Um, so, you know, yes, it's, it's on the energy side, which is, you know, becoming more and more founded by science, but we backed it up with a study that we did with New Live Sciences, third party, um, and they do tons of studies for pharmaceutical companies and we use KCO2 uh, cells, which is what they use to, you know, test with pharmaceutical drugs. So um, legit study. Yeah, lots, lots there. And, you know, one of the things that I tell my, my listener and audience is if we can lower the stress footprint, that's what I, a term that I actually patented. Is oh, called nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, your stress footprint. And um, so that's really, uh, you know, comes down to, like you touched upon a little bit earlier, like if you're going to take a couple supplements and, you know, which ones they would be. And I, I, I find that the people that we work with, and I, and I say I'm guilty of it too, because I just want to help so many people, that we have a slippery slope of, okay, take this, take that, take this, take that. And part of reducing the stress footprint is removing the supplements that you're you know, you're excessively or, you know, taking in, in, in a high amount. And yep. um, so, so that's really key. And then the other thing you talked about, you know, which I thought was really important for the listener as well is we, we lose our ability to digest food after a certain age, 
um, just because of the highly treated and heated foods and the contaminants and the pesticides and the sprays. And, um, and we eat way, way, way too much protein, you know, and <laughs> yeah. so that food just sits there and ferments and it, it, um, it just overloads the liver and then a whole bunch of bad things happen. And, you know, if you were to pick one or two supplements that you should really need, um, which anyone could need and, and, and without looking at a blood test or their genetic test or their adrenal test, um, pretty confidently you could recommend um, the, the enzymes and, and then even hydrochloric acid. But here's the yes. thing. So if I'm the listener and I, and I definitely want to get into systemic stuff, but I'm going to ask, well, uh, you know, um, I have SIBO or I have, for, you know, for, you know uh, too much microbial growth in my, in my GI lining. And I've been told to go on a, uh, you know, a, um, sort of a low FODMAP diet, which yep. the food going to be fermentable. So can you handle that objection, Jason, in terms of, well, number one, how important fermented foods is, are in, in general and right. the difference between that and food that rots, that ferments. And number two, a medium like such as US enzymes that have it in a fermentable, you know, a fermented medium so that you can create enzymes. So is that detrimental sure. for someone that may have SIBO? Um, well, if, you, if you're just talking the straight digestive enzymes or any of the enzymes we use, the answer is no, because the fermentation is how the enzyme is created. Because, you know, through fermentation, you can, you create tons of positive, you know, good bacteria and, and enzymes. So when the, and these enzymes are created in koji trays, which are, you know, these super clean type rooms that you would get in a pharmaceutical facility or even like a, one of those places where they make computer processors. So the enzyme is filtered and there is nothing left but just pure enzyme. So you don't have the fermented byproducts that it came from or the media. All you have is just the enzyme. So there's absolutely no, like I get this question all the time. I don't care how much histamine problems you have. Like enzymes are antihistamines. Like one of the most popular antihistamine natural products is an enzyme. So um, yeah, you don't have any concern there, but that's a great question. It's way different than if you like fermented yourself some kombucha, then you're gonna, you can probably have some issues. It's definitely right. something you wanna work towards getting to be able to consume. But yeah, when you're in a huge you know, SIBO state and you know, it's just gonna kick up your histamine through the roof and cause inflammation and you know, cause all kinds of other you know, issues. So, so yeah. it's a good, actually a good uh, stop gap or at least uh, in between for someone that wants to get more into the raw uh, fermented foods then go with something that has the enzymes that were created from the fermentation process and eliminate the, the potential reactivity that would be um, born on someone that's not ready to go that next step yet, correct? Yes, yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned um, low FODMAP, which I know is getting more and more popular. I think they're gonna be low FODMAP sections in grocery stores soon. Um, we, one of our supplements, um, just since you brought it up and we talked about it last time, Sun Spectrum and Sun Fiber, they're actually low FODMAP certified. So if people um, are looking for things to help boost SIBO along, they are huge. The Sun Fiber was actually in a study with rifaximin, which is what your medical doctor would recommend um, for SIBO. And it showed that it boosted the effectiveness from 48% to like 85% when taken together. So, um, right. And, and so, yeah. yeah, and we talked about that last time, which I was sort of. Yeah, okay. uh, 
you know, I was very intrigued because I was like, oh, I was underutilizing it for sure. Um, and I always do supplements that I recommend my, my patients. So, you know, I think I ordered a couple of those just to get going on them. Um, but to sort of go back into that in terms yeah. of the sun spectrum, which I really like for my demographic again, because um, when we lose the ability to digest food and all the pitfalls that we talked about a little bit earlier, um, in terms of uh, ferment, you know, fermented foods that don't get digested or they ferment in the gut because they don't get digested and the treated and the heated and the rancid oils and everything else in between, yeah. um, you know, creates a huge problem. But what I really like about the, your line and the enzymes themselves are the minerals from, from the mitochondrial level, needing minerals for, for cofactors, for enzymes to work properly. Yep. Um, and then on top of that, um, being able to have like a CoQ10 in there as well, which is that first, you know, phase or that, you know, the, of, of mitochondrial uh, functioning as well. So um, tell us a little bit about that one more time. Yeah. So the sun spectrum as in yeah. general. Okay. So yeah. the sun fiber um, is in sun spectrum. We also sell sun fiber as a standalone product, which would be your, more for your maintenance um, gut health. Um, so the sun fiber is a, it's a hydrolyzed or pre-digested form of, uh, of guar. So it is completely without viscosity and it, um, ferments, it, it doesn't need to ferment to butyrate. It already, um, is butyrate. So, um, other types of fibers often have to ferment to butyrate and those can create people issues with people. So that's why this has been, you know, low FODMAP, um, certified. And it also, um, is outstanding for healing gap junctions, um, boosting um, mineral absorption and, um, you know, creating a nice terrain for um, good bacteria. So it's a, a qualified prebiotic. Then one of the most um, important supplements, uh, you know, out there that's also not without its issues is um, curcumin or, you know, turmeric. So um, it's got issues with absorption and definitely issues with rancidity and high quality, especially with the demand going up so much. So we chose a branded curcumin, which means it's a patented version called C3 Reduct that is, um, it's natural form, but it's white. So it doesn't have the stain. You don't have to worry about the oils going rancid in it. And it has a bioavailability of great, three times greater than your traditional uh, curcumins, even if with black pepper or anything at it. And then it's got a half-life that's three times greater. So it works in your body three times longer. So I absolutely love that ad. And then you mentioned the CoQ10. We used the branded form there. Uh, Konica makes an outstanding CoQ10 that's bioidentical. So, um, you know, your body doesn't have to dance with it to convert it and reduce it. And then we put a low dose of uh, probiotic in there that is one of the few probiotics that has been studied to survive stomach acid and bile. So we chose to go low dose because we didn't want to overload someone with good bacteria, especially when we we're just trying to set a terrain for the good guys to start populating. So, so what would be, what would be a reason why someone would do just the sun fiber but not the sun spectrum? If by some reason your liver and things are working really well, so let's say you've done a really really good detox, your blood works great, your blood works looking great, you're feeling awesome, and you just want to maintain, then just take the sun fiber. It's, you're going to save money. It still works amazingly well, and it's like the easiest supplement to take um, once you're healthy because it you just stir it in water and you can't even see it or taste it. So it's completely water soluble. So it's like, especially for kids, if your kid can drink a glass of water, they can, they can drink that. The sun spectrum, sometimes you have to mask that with a protein or a juice or something. I mean, it doesn't really taste of much, but it's 
just got some uh, uh, little bit different texture to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. What what would be the difference then that Jason recap? What's the difference between the two? What's in the sun spectrum that's not in the sun fiber? Yeah, so the sun fiber is just the sun fiber. The sun spectrum contains the C3 redux, so the curcumin, the CoQ10 for mitochondrial energy, and then the probiotic. And the probiotic. So, okay. yeah, so it's what we use for healing the gut. It's, it's, it's got antimicrobial properties for um, you know, anaerobic bacteria in your gut, dysbiosis, things like that. It's also going to help heal your liver. So it's like what we like to use as you know, people coming out of the gates to really start to set the terrain get inflammation down as fast as possible and help um, boost the liver function. Um, once those things seem to be working well. Um, what, you what's the, what's the, sorry to throw, what's the dosage on that usually? One scoop, one scoop a day. Um, yeah. Preferably you do a half scoop and a half scoop um, just to keep like the curcumin's half life, life up. Um, but you know, just even if you, if you can't, you know, remember to do that, just do one scoop in the morning that people seem to like taking it uh, best in the morning. Yeah, and I would I would just say just to add to your little um, commercial on it, just remember the dendritic activity of the uh, yes. of the butyrate because not only are you gonna t heal those tight junctions, um, but with many people that have had those tight junctions compromised, um, they're gonna have a lot of reactivity because they've lost that that tolerance, you know, to certain foods, and now their body is just overreactive to everything that they've eating, eaten. And so now you do that sun spectrum as a way to calm the, the, the gut, repair yeah. the lining, and also reduce the immune response to foods, which is, yes. you know, fantastic. So, yeah. all right. And it's so, wonderful for motility, something that we probably don't talk enough. You need to be pooping, you know, two, right. three, four times a day. And if you're not, that's a problem. I know your doctor might say if you go twice a week that you're fine, but, you know, that's, yeah, you need to be pooping a lot. And that's definitely yeah. a, definitely going to get that going for you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So, so now then what we really wanted to spend time for with today's um, uh, podcast was to get into, we talked about using the enzymes besides the sun spectrum and the sun fiber to digest your foods. And yep. we talked about the digestime, which is the, which is probably the hallmark product that you guys have in terms of breaking down your foods if you're if you're secreting enough acids at a younger age and you're good health and you're not dehydrated and your adrenals aren't messed up then potentially um maybe up to 20 years old you you, you don't necessarily need um some hydrochloric acid but then we also said hey probably chances are you need hydrochloric acid too yeah um and, and that's used for the digestive process right the, yeah. we talk about digestive enzymes um, but then we said, hey, there's this whole other uh, um, idea of infections that once that pathway has already broken down and has been set forth for a long period of time, now we have mineral deficiencies and, you know, with, with nutrient deficiencies and mineral deficiencies, we have the more probability of expressing a virus or expressing a pathogen, not just from not disinfecting it from our own external exposure to it, but from the deacetylation process and the, the methylation process and so forth to have your own gene deck um, express a virus or so forth. So now yeah. here we are and we see a lot of people in my demographic and I'm sure the people you see that are just overwhelmed with infections, you, yep. you know, and then we talk about biofilms and how biofilms like to live together and then they'll coalesce and they'll they'll sort of change in exchange information with one another um and and they become very elusive for what we like to try to do to get rid of them 
So, so we talked about um, the, the systemic line where you have these enzymes that are now formulated, not necessarily to digest your food in the digestive processes, but to help with these biofilms and these co-infections to have some support. And, and then we talked about, um, we just did get into a little bit of the cleanzyme, which is yeah. really good, um, which you, we can, you'll talk about now in terms of candida and mold and liver support. So why don't we sort of bridge the gap starting with that and talk about okay. how they were and why they were formulated and, and what they do. Sure. Okay, so um, cleanzyme, um, can be taken systemically. So just so that's clear, it's you, when you take something away from food. So, um, but it can also be taken with food. So it doesn't really matter so much with that product. The other products we're gonna talk about are very important to be taken away from food and we'll um, cover more um, on that as we kind of move through. So the Clenzyme, um, like we kind of mentioned last time, our goal here isn't to make 50 million different products. We wanna make things that, you know, one product that covers a lot of different ground. And, um, with like what we talked about last time with, you know, multiple low grade infections and a lot of ways that they're treated is like one herbal or one, you know, antimicrobial to go after this one infection when there's multiple infections that once you're going after just one, the others are going to develop a resistance, potentially become stronger. They could be exchanging genes and doing this quorum sensing stuff. So we wanted to make something that covered a lot of ground. So it would work for parasites, fungus, um, mold, uh, candida overgrowth, anaerobic bacteria, um, like to cover a lot of ground. So one of the best things that um, I know of that covers a lot of ground in that realm is um, oxygenated magnesium. So the magnesium is a carrier of oxygen or ozone. And what is critical is to have one that titrates or is active for a really long time. So a lot of them are only going to titrate for sometimes as little as 30 minutes, maybe a couple hours if you're lucky. And then you're just going to dump a bunch of oxygen in your upper GI or your stomach, which is actually probably where the, the least place you want it unless you've got stomach cancer or something. Um, so the one we use titrates for 12 hours. So it's going to drop little ions of ozone all the way through your small and large intestine. So you get a huge coverage there of a beautiful antimicrobial that is um, gonna start clearing the bad guys out and setting the train for the good guys to come in. So along with that, we put a calcium-based bentonite clay that has been proven to help with aflatoxin, which is your molds and things like that. So it helps, mold is really difficult to kill. You're better off is just absorbing it and then taking it out of the body. So once this stuff grabs onto the aflatoxin, it will pull it out of the GI tract and it will do it in a way where it donates calcium to your brush border sites all the way through, whether a sodium clay is just going to you know, rip it right out and take calcium away from you and potentially you know, cause issues with your gut. So sodium clays are fine, just don't take them for long periods of time. Then we put enzymes in there that are really uh, unique. Well, some of them are what you see in your really traditional candida formulas, your cellulase, semicellulase. But one we put in there that is very unique is chitinase or chitinase. So chitin or chitin is um, a very like thick layer that goes around chronic candidas and yeasts and, and things like that. And it's extremely difficult to break down. And if you don't break it down, your body's not going to be able to start to kill these things. So the chitinase helps break down that chitin layer or chitin wall to help the oxygenated magnesium be able to get in there and start to drip its beauty onto that stuff and start to get your body back into balance when it comes to these overgrowths. 
and then um, it's going to work amazingly well for you know parasites throughout your digestive tract, upper and lower. Um, some of these things will eventually work their way into your liver if you take them at a nice maintenance dose over time. So you're going to start to work on you know liver parasites that could be present, and then mold definitely likes to work its way into your liver as well. So um, then from there we added some just a panel of herbs that are going to help with the detoxification process. So a really um, high potentized milk thistle. Uh, we got some fennel in there to help with the stomach. We've got a bunch of herbs to help boost the, you know, the GI to get it. Because a lot of people, and I'm sure you know this, if you start um, detoxing, especially a candida or a mold type detox, <clears throat> their, their system kind of shuts down and then they get backed up and then things go back through into the bloodstream and we get, you know, Herxheimer reactions and they don't push things out well. Um, and like, Dr. Kelly's helping us with another product to help with that whole process, but just the cleanzyme alone really helps with the um, digestive motility and to help you know move things along and support the detox pathways. So it's just kind of a really nice all-in-one, like here you go, um, antimicrobial. So um, yeah, we're really fond of it, and it's you know very um, friendly and from the price point and like it's, covers a lot of ground. Like, you know, a lot of times you have to give people seven or eight different things um, to yeah. try to work on multiple infections. So. And there's so many things in there. The great thing, the, it's only about this big. It's the size of a football. You just take a couple bites and uh, actually, you know, it's still the size of a little pill, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, um, so as far as that one, so just in terms of, and again, there, you know, this, we do these these um these podcasts for information and you know obviously consult with their doctors before they do anything absolutely um, what are you seeing in terms of the applications and how to go about utilizing that given the, the therapeutic um physiologic impact that it's doing what how are people taking it yeah so um it's a good question. So we have like a general detox that we do people uh, do for people, just assuming that everyone's going to probably have a certain amount of, um, you know, overgrowth and things like that, that could really, they could really benefit from. And so we just do like a medium level dose on someone like that. And they'll do like a, a food plan and then, you know, go through some other enzymes and things like that before they go to the cleanzyme. Don't have them go to it right away. So if you're eating like a you know, garbage diet and you're like, oh, I need to do a candida detox. I'm just going to pound a bunch of this stuff. Yeah, it might be a little bit of benefit, but it's, you know, it could create, you know, massive headache for you and, and deep detox issues, or it could just basically, you know, help you, you know, poop a little bit better and um, not really get to the, to the root issue. So it's very important to kind of set the train before you go to a, a product like this. So we generally recommend um, you do a, just a general detox, change your food, your diet, get yourself digesting food, get that working well, start to take a little bit of some sun, sun spectrum or sun fiber, you know, get the motility running, then um, belly up to a cleanzyme. And then usually we don't have people take much more than six of those a day and they start off at a very low dose, one or two, just to see how it goes. That's that, on but, a, yep, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. You can do that on an empty stomach or with food. Okay. Yeah. All right. And that's, that's a great, great point, Jason. Thanks for sharing that in terms of, and most of the people that listen to this, I, I believe, are, and most people in general now um, are very, very sophisticated. And I don't think they necessarily look at that one hit wonder and like, I'm not going to change anything, but I think it still needs to be right. stated. Yes. Are you being 
Are you hydrating? Are you getting half your body weight in ounces every day in water? Um, are you eating uh, packaged foods that have glyphosate all over them? Right. <laughs> you know, are you doing things like, like, are you doing the basics, right? Let's not put the cart before the horse. Let's, let's focus on, like, we, like Eric says, like the, the boring stuff, right? The right. stuff that you know, gets healthy first. And I, I would agree with you. Like, let's, let's make sure we're digesting our food, our food first. Use whatever enzymes you like. I mean, we're yep. not to say, hey, there's, this is the only enzyme you can use, but we feel that just with the fact that they're they're clean and they got this um, patented uh, astrazyme mineral complex and the way that they're paired and formulated, it, it, it makes no sense uh, not to. But anyways, um, okay. th with that being said, um, can the Clenzyme um, be used as a, I know Dr. Marshall had talked about like with a, with a clay, like a bentonite clay, if they go out for dinner and you're not really sure about the, the food that you're getting, could they put that in a bottle, like a little water and stir it around? Would that be effective or yeah, no? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are herbals in there. So, um, you know, if you had a taste concern, it might taste a little bit bitter, but a really good way to do that would be to put it in just a, like ask for just a cup of, you know, warm water, not boiling hot water, but warm water and make a little tea out of it drink it down and with drink it with your food. And it's just amazing way yet yeah, to, you know, help detox your food as it goes through. I right. also like um, taking a chlorozyme as well is another one of my favorite things to do to, to help, you know, keep the food that I'm eating, especially eating out um, from getting too far away from my gut. Right. Yeah. And that's just sort of one of those things where we talk about, like, I think it's a really proactive thing to do. Like we're, you're not going to get someone who's going to do the basics to not go out and eat. And we all right. like to go out, but you know, you just, you're not back there in the, in the kitchen with them and you're not really, you know, at the market with them or wherever to see how that food's processed and how it's utilized. And so just to take a, you know, a, a safe bet and be able to help with binding and um, some of those toxins that are in the food yep. so that, and increasing the surface area so that when you drink it in a, in a mix like that, it's, yes. it's coating that whole lining. So, yep. so okay, so, so now let's talk about biofilms. That's, you know, it okay. took us a little time to get here, but That's here right. we are. Yeah, in terms of, so tell us what, well, you know, what biofilms are and then tell them like once we've already set up a lot of the foundational stuff that we just talked about, and now we want to be uh, um, more uh, enzymatic in terms of these these uh, pathogens and biofilms. What what does US Enzyme have to offer? Sure. Okay. So just to kind of talk about what a biofilm is, and these are becoming more and more researched. It's basically um, it's like a sticky like piece of snot. Like if you think of it, like something that you can't like get out of your nose that you get in the middle of winter or something like that. Uh, they're very small but they, um, take, they can get into your tissues, but most of the time they're in your gut. And um, they are there because you're not digesting your food. So there's just a bunch of mucus and rotting and dead food that is just rotting away in your gut. And it finally sits there for long enough, it starts to harden. So um, what's so dangerous about that is um, opportunistic organisms are able to go inside of these biofilms. And when they go inside of these biofilms, they're able to hide from your immune system, especially if the biofilm gets to a certain size. And um, I'm not quite sure on that size. I know there, there's a size that they have um, figured out certain um, number of microbeaters or something where 
the macrophage will go right past it. So if it gets over a certain size, the macrophage won't even um, take a look at it. So um, I, I always explain these things like, again, being an 80s child, I was like the Legion of Doom, you know, um, hiding in the swamp. Um, so that all the different bad guys can go into this like place and they can make their plan. And that's where they go to hide out. They, they can hide from your super friends, your immune system, and then they can go there and they can exchange ideas. And that's what these um, different organisms will do. And they can actually exchange genes. So um, people call it quorum sensing. So uh, let's say, you know, a white blood cell is tracking down a virus. Um, the virus can actually mimic itself like, a, you know, those, what are those, um, like an octopus or something and change into something completely different. And then the um, white blood cell will be like, oh, and then it can switch back. So crazy how um, these things work. It's pretty amazing, actually. So um, when these biofilms are present, you might do these, these great antimicrobials and it might be targeting one thing, but if they can constantly switch on and off to other things, and then if they feel like they're overly under attack, like you're doing a really good all-in-one protocol, they can go into the biofilm and just hide and wait it out. So it's critical when you're dealing with low-grade infections um, to try to do what you can to break these things down. And that's where um, enzymes are, are your friend. Systemic cool. enzymes, especially. Right, yeah. systemic enzymes. And they'll, they'll, so they'll go in there in, a, in an enzymatic way and be more like, uh, like a Pac-Man kind of thing. Is that correct? Yep. And really exactly. Down. Okay, all right. So with that being said, um, what, what, um, what would be, how would I go about um, utilizing that information and knowing that, okay, hey, I want to maybe bring in an enzyme. Um, I like the idea. And obviously, we always encourage people to work with people, you know, I mean, yeah, make yeah. sure you understand what's going on with, I, I, we look at your genetics, you know, you look at your, um, your, your gut health, and you look at priorities. And, and this is not a high, this is not like priority number one, right? We, we you know, this is once you've, you've battened down the hatches and you're, you're ready to go forward. Cause you, yep. we'll talk maybe about that too, Jason, in terms of kicking up the hornet's nest a little bit. Cause I think unfortunately most practitioners have seen that. And I've seen it a lot too. Yep. Um, but with that being Definitely. said, um, you know, we have um, different formulations for different biofilms in different locations. So tell us about that. Yes. So, um, you know, biofilms, like we mentioned, they like to get in the gut, but they can get in the tissues, they can get in your testicles, they can get in your thyroid, um, you know, other places. So, um, the, like, we have a few different products, like most systemic enzymes work well for biofilm in one way or another, but there's definitely some that kind of stand out. So the number one product that we use, well, there's two for biofilms, are Therazyme, which is our broad spectrum flagship systemic enzyme. So it's got every systemic enzyme we work with in it and a few others um, to help break down different types of layers that are involved in a biofilm. So one of the key ones, which we also sell in another standalone product with Catalase is C-Pros S. So C-Pros S, it's a, it's amazing enzyme. It's actually like in the, um, like uh, it's a national treasure or something like that, the equivalent in Japan, because um, it's so revered. They put it in their cold medicines. So like if you went to Japan and you wanted a Tylenol cold and sinus, C-Pros S would be in it. 
um, because it does an amazing job of breaking down mucus. And that's usually where these biofilms um, come from is mucus. So um, absolutely love it. It actually was fairly popular, I believe, in the 70s in the United States. Um, but the Japanese supplier stopped um, providing it to manufacturers because you have to really know what you're doing with it. It's so potent. So if, you know, these people are just scooping it and they don't have gloves on or they're inhaling a bunch of it, you know, people were getting hurt. And the Japanese are like, you guys are idiots. You know, we told you how to, you know, handle these things. Uh, we're not selling it to you anymore. And now Troy um, is, our factory is one of maybe only two, maybe even only one um, in all the United States that's allowed to manufacture it because they know that Troy knows what he's doing. So when you see our people, like we love having doctors come do tours of our factory, um, they will be in full um, hazmat kind of like suits, fully covered head to toe with ventilators. So when they're handling this stuff, so and the room is completely closed off and washed down after the encapsulation process. So um, really happy to be able to offer that enzyme. It's like one that people will like 99% of people take They're like, holy cow, this is like taking a Tylenol cold in sinus, but not feeling drowsy or weird or anything. It's just like clears up your sinuses, but from a low grade uh, or chronic infection standpoint, it will get to that mucus and start to clear that stuff out so we can, um, create a better terrain, give the immune system a lot better idea what's going on. And then proteases are also amazing for it. Um, uh, ratiopeptidase, um, nanokinase, which is all in therizyme. So um, for really tough cases, I like to use the two together. Um, some people prefer the cezyme the over the therizyme, just depends on the clinicians, um, what they like. So, okay, and those are the ones that you mentioned are away from foods, right? Yes critical to take a systemic enzyme away from food. So a lot of people know systemic enzymes because they're really, they're still popular, like uh, a Wobenzyme or something like that, which is just a high dose proteolytic enzyme. And what it, they were known for is taking huge amounts of them, you know, 15, 20, 30 a day, um, and having to try to remember to take them away from food um, throughout the day. What is nice about these forms and the fermented microbial versions, is they're so much more potent that quite often all people need to do is take three a day, be the equivalent of your 15, 20 other proteolytic enzymes. Um, and they just take two at bed and one when they wake up. That's the way I, that way it's super easy for the patient. They, it's just right in the medicine cabinet. Um, enzymes work best at night because that's when your body's recovering and healing. So that's why I have them take the two at bedtime, have them take one when they wake up, they can have water or coffee or whatever they're used to having in the morning. Um, just wait 20 minutes, 30 minutes or so to eat so it can, because we want it to bypass the stomach. That's the key with systemic enzymes. So we put a special kind of a, a vegetable extra layer of our vegetable capsule on it to try to help it along to get it, you know, more resistant to the stomach, but it's critical to take it away from food and with a good amount of water because once it gets past your stomach, it is going to get into your bloodstream via your small intestine. And that's where we need it to go to do some of these um, amazing like pieces of work. So they take it with food. It's just you being utilized to break down foods. Is that yeah. what's happening? Yep. It's just, I mean, some of it's probably going to you know get to where you want it to go, but it's, you know, definitely no, it's not going to be anywhere near as effective. And some people, um, I know there was like maybe even 10 years ago, some doctors were like, Oh, these systemic enzymes don't get into the blood. There's no way that they can actually get into the small intestine. They're probably dissolved before that. 
And that's actually been completely disproven. There's even a study on our website where a guy took oral natokinase at 6,000 units, which would be the equivalent of three capsules of our natozyme. Um, they did on an angiogram, it was clear his leg was very placked up. They repeated the angiogram six hours later, and you could see the enzymes in his leg starting to consume the plaque. So uh, wow. we know for sure that that's not the case. So, so that's a good segue too. So the natozyme has, is a different type of enzyme that's been more uh, effective in, in the vascular uh, tissues. Is that what we're finding? Yeah, yeah. That's where it's kind of an all-star. Um, so a lot of people are like, man, I love NATO and the whole idea of NATO, but, um, you know, it's soy, it comes from soy. I can't have soy. Um, this NATO kinase does, is completely soy free. So we don't use soy in any of our products. So it's, it's, not, it's refreshing for people to know there are NATO kinases available that don't come from soy. Um, so it's got the NSKD, which is, you know, a famous NATO kinase. And then it's got another form of NATO that's very clean. That's got a nice poke of vitamin K2 in it. So what it's known for is like, a blood desludger, it consumes fibrin, so it helps blood coagulation, and it's huge for plaques. So it loves to consume plaques in your artery and also um, plaques in your brain. We know now through a lot of research that if you have arterial plaque, then you have plaque in your brain, you know, probably amyloid beta, that type of stuff. And so, um, you know, that's neurodegeneration just waiting for you if you don't die of a heart attack first. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, as a clinical tool um, for people that are listening, I, 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 this took me a while to figure this out. But so, you know, with cell danger and, and the body's ability to compensate and prioritize what it's going to do, um, you'll see a lot of thyroid problems that um, are at the cellular level, right? So the cell, the cell is not able to get the active hormone into the cell and it's not able to have a metabolic impact. So that's going to impact the oxygenation of the cell, right? And it's going to slow down ATP production because that's what thyroid does. And it's doing that on purpose, right? Because I don't want to feed the, the pathogen and I don't want to burn through my raw materials and I got to slow things down. But I think there's a part of the body, which I've figured, I don't know why, but um, still would like to understand where the, the, the bone, the marrow still says, hey, I need more oxygen. You know, I need more oxygen. So you start to see RBC levels go functionally high. I mean, they're not quite over the lab range, but they're certainly not on the my, low range. And so from a healthy functional range, they're functionally high. They're, they're high. So is hemoglobin. So is, you know, hematocrit. Um, and, and they have this um, clotting mechanism, which doesn't have to be stimulated from an infection. From a from a trauma, right. it could be stimulated from a you know from a pathogen, yep. and now you have the body producing more red blood cells for a couple of reasons, right? For compensatory reasons, and they become hypoxic. You know, it's in terms of we call it a pseudo hypoxia. They're not getting enough oxygen to the cells because of how thick the cells are or how how thick the bloodstream is. Yeah. So that's where you know, the natozyme could be a real awesome tool. And again, disclosure, don't just go out and buy natozyme because it sounds cool. Right. Um, but then that, that's, that could be a real game changer. It really yeah. can be. No, it's, it's huge. It's like just an ACE or blood coagulation. And um, they, they, it's just known as like the blood purifier is kind of like the, you know, the nickname for it.
Yeah, and are you seeing that you being utilized with a lot of your Lyme patients, a lot of uh, the major patients that way? Very much so. Um, a lot of our Lyme doctors use Therazyme at higher doses, which has NATO in it. Um, but then the NATO on its own, um, I always recommend that they take it along with it as well. Most Lyme literate docs um, will use NATO. So um, absolutely love it for that reason. Uh, another thing that it's good for is, um, you know, not to jump too far, but I, I always like to talk about kidney health. And if people have uh, you know, kidneys that get, uh, where they have problems with calcium oxalate forms of kidney stones, quite often um, that comes from a, a small infection called nanobacteria that is very small and it has a thick little shell around it that NATO kinase is really good at helping break down so that the immune system can regulate the nanobacteria, which um, acts like um, kind of like fluoride or things that nick up your arteries, too much alcohol, so that your arteries become nicked and then your body will send cholesterol to patch them up and then put some you know, plaque over it to protect it, the work. And um, if you get to the nanobacterial infection and balance that out quite often, then the body doesn't have those issues anymore. Again, if you're not over consuming alcohol and not you know, drinking fluoridated water, then you can often reverse these things. So um, just another nice thing NATO does really, really well. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, that comes down to if they're not digesting their foods, then they're not disinfecting the nanobacteria that's in the foods, right? Exactly. So it comes full circle. As far as um, just the, the, the generalized recommendations in terms of protocols, like yeah, you mentioned, like some people like to combine the you know, the, the therazyme with the Czyme or, um, or, you know, the therazyme with the Clenzyme. Um, but let's say, you know, the, obviously you're talking to a practitioner. They know that you have this problem. Um, are you, is it usually two at night and one in the morning as a medium dose or yeah, is that what they're usually doing? Yes. Yep. Two at, two at, I, I always start there. Um, unless someone is in a really nasty, nasty place. So let's say they're way down the road on neurodegeneration um, if they're looking something to help boost their effectiveness of, you know, a cancer treatment or something, then I'd recommend a higher dose, um, you know, with the blessing of their oncologist. And then um, if people, someone has Lyme's disease, um, those are the, you know, the cases that I would recommend higher doses. Um, again, working with the, the doc to get the okay. Sure. And then, and then lastly, um, and we'll probably have a part three, because then there's some, there's some other things like you kind of touched on, like Chlorazyme and some, yeah. some other things, you know, which, and Krebzyme, which we'll definitely meet again, because that's where the ninja needs to talk to you about that. Um, but as far as the, the last, you know, uh, systemic that you have, which you have mostly for joints, right? So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so the, well, there's a lot of, like, so the serazyme, or it's a serratiopeptidase, or just so people know, serratiopeptidase and serapeptidase are the same thing. I don't have any idea why it has two names, but it's the same enzyme. And what this is really famous for is consuming things basically that aren't alive. So it, it dissolves scar tissue. So that's like the, the thing, it's claim to fame. So that's why it works so well for people that have joint pain and, um, you know, issues like that is because it'll help dissolve the scar tissue and, you know, create fluidity back to the joint, help, you know, blood uh, get back, get in there and start healing things up. But I also use it a lot for um, just a general um, overall liver player because so many people have such a high amount of scar tissue in their liver. You know, tons of people are getting fatty liver disease that don't drink 
you know, alcohol and things like that, just from high fructose corn syrup and, you know, the state of the food GMOs. Um, so it's a, one of my favorite things to use for helping, um, you know, kind of get the, you know, the, the scar tissue out of the liver and help those bile veins um, operate at a higher level. So um, yeah, athletes love it for the pain, um, but also huge for scar tissue, internal scar tissue. It can even help, um, you know, bring down a, a keloid and things like that. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. That's, and I again, mean, like, it's not going to like get rid of the keloid, but it just, it right. definitely can help, you know, reduce the size and, you know, help take, hopefully take the, if there's some itching and swelling and um, things like that with it, it can definitely help with that. Right, right. So, so as far as these systemic enzymes go, they're not really used prophylactically though, are they? In terms of like, hey, I just want to like every day. I mean, I mean, you have a sort of a goal in terms of this is what we found. This is what we see. This is what's presenting. This is what, you know, objective tests show us all the above. This is, we've already set the stage. We've already helped the foundational work. Um, we're getting your digestion working and there's enough minerals on board to, you know, to step it up. But let's say like, you know, like in terms of um, that's, I guess the question is, is the, these systemic enzymes that are formulated for specific pathogens and infections and debris and, and things that are really mucking up our energy pathways. Um, yeah. Do we, do we use those um, um, prophylactically as well, Jason? Yeah, no, that's a, that's an outstanding question. So if, if I had a history of heart disease, um, you know, in my family, I would take natokinase every single day. And I would take maybe even just one at bedtime, you know, bottle lasts you three months. Um, systemic enzymes are amazing to take on an ongoing basis. They're just going to help keep your body clean, keep your bloodstream clean, keep inflammation down, help, you know, break down proteins that are still going to get into the bloodstream and, and attach themselves to your viruses and heavy metals and things like that. So um, like, in our, like the basic maintenance protocol I have is I like to keep it to four products. So I'm like, take Digestime, HCL, um, Sun Fiber, and Therazyme. So just take a really nice broad spectrum systemic enzyme. It's, you know, one of my favorite things to take. I take it almost every single day before I go to bed. Um, usually at least one, two, sometimes something like that. I give it to my son every single day. So um, yeah, they're awesome to use just for maintenance. Um, but yeah, like a specialized high dose um, NATO wouldn't really be something necessary to take. You know, they're, they're those, those single ones like the NATO, the c -Pros s and the, um, the Czyme and the Sarazyme, those are designed to give you a big, big dose, usually for a short period of time to accomplish a certain task. And then the right. Czyme is also nice to keep um, in the medicine cabinet for cold season and stuff like that, acute type right right for the sinus and mucus and yep. so forth yep yeah excellent well that's awesome um you know it's a lot of, like i just we quote dr marshall all the time um you know in terms of as well as long as you decide to live in this world and eat food and be exposed to the elements then you'll need some support right I yeah mean, you're yeah. definitely gonna need some support <laughs> and it's probably gonna take a long time before that turns around yeah, ultimately, you know, if we did things right, we wouldn't need supplements and we'd just be able to eat properly. And, um, but, you know, I think that's going to take some time. Yeah. Well, hopefully. but awareness is coming around. It's, you know, it's getting, you know, better, but also getting worse at the same time. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, it's the best of the best and the worst of the worst. I, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at it like that. So, yep. well, you know, Jason, that's awesome. I, I, I think we got everything accomplished that I wanted to get accomplished today. Um, 
no, I really appreciate it. What we'll maybe do is um, have you on a Facebook Live so that people can ask questions real time. You know, I think that would be real helpful. So that will be our sort of our next plan uh, if you're open to it. And then we'll talk yeah, a little absolutely. bit about some of the um, the formulas that can really support um, the uh, the Krebs cycle and and for people that just aren't absorbing proteins at all and when yep. it start. Yeah, yep. we'll get to that too. And, um, and I, like I say, I always do these because I learn a lot too. And I appreciate you sharing your wealth with me. It's really great. I'm really gra grateful yeah. that you are and uh, appreciate everything. So thank yeah, you no, so I much. Appreciate you too. I learned something every time. Um, Dendrick uh, learned that from me last time. That was awesome. And then about the bone marrow today, that was, that was, that was a beautiful touch. That's, so cool. That's a cool I'll be able one. To, yeah, I'll be able to pass that on to other clinicians. So that's the beauty of doing this. We can help a lot of other people. Yeah, I just kept, I was like, why is everyone dehydrated? You know, because you learn a lot in functional medicine. If red blood cells could be high polycythemia or they're, you know, they're in high altitudes or maybe, you know, they're just dehydrated. It's like, no, that just doesn't make sense. And then I sort of put it, you know, together in terms of it's a, it's a cell danger response. Yeah, Your body, right. you know, on one hand is, is trying to shut down oxygenation. And then on the other hand, um, it's, it's trying to get, you know, the oxygen to the cells that aren't part of that same computer program. You know, it's, it's doing something different. So yeah. pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll definitely be sharing that with a lot of doctors. So I appreciate uh -huh. that. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. And I uh, hope you have an awesome evening and uh, we'll, well. we'll pick up part three next time. Looking forward to it. All right. Thank All you, right. everybody. <laughs> thanks, Jason. Thanks for tuning into today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested to see if you're a good fit to work with our Adrenal Awakening program, here's what to do next. Head to adrenalfatiguesociety.com forward slash apply and book an appointment to speak to our team. Here's how it works. We'll get on the phone for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, where exactly do you want to be with your health and where are you now? Number two, what are the genetic components that haven't been discovered that are impacting your health? And number three, what are the environmental triggers that may be overlapping with these genetic components keeping you from getting optimal health? Remember, getting your energy back just won't happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make that happen. We've helped clients all over the world transform their lives, quadruple their energy, and fix their metabolism and make the world a better place. To see if you can do the same thing, head to adrenalfatiguesociety.com forward slash apply. I'm Dr. Richard Joel Rosen, and we'll talk to you soon.